The Yes Day Inclusion Podcast is a solutions-based platform where we discuss the how-to-say-yes side of including all persons in everyday activities and situations. Our ultimate goal is to improve the lives of children and adults with disabilities by sharing stories and perspectives. These are your hosts, Laura Wingler and Kirby Morgan, and it's time to say yes to inclusion today. Join us for part two, where we interview Rachel Lack from Perling Place Productions and Across the Spectrum, The Doc. She is based in Arizona and talks about the impact of Miracle League baseball and adaptive sports for her son, Henry. We discuss the inclusive ways that enrichment activities can help to build confidence, inclusion, and improve the overall lives of our kids. While we all agree that the safety net of special and adaptive programming helps us to feel more welcome, we also touch on making accommodations to include kids with their typical peers. Here we go, episode seven. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Yes Day podcast. This is Kirby Morgan. And Laura and Wingler. <laughs> and today we have a uh, guest with us. Her name is Rachel Lack. So Rachel, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes. Thank you, ladies. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, my name is Rachel Lack. I am a documentary filmmaker. I live in um, Phoenix, Arizona with my husband and my son, Henry, who is um, 10. Um, Henry was diagnosed autistic right before he turned three. And um, right when he we were starting to get um, look at that diagnosis, I started to look at documentaries and didn't see too many that were like right at the start. So I decided to um, film him and myself as we started the journey. Um, and then shortly after I found some other kids um, in the uh, in the Phoenix area and three in Massachusetts that wanted to be filmed. So I've been filming nine kids on the spectrum from um for the last seven years and the documentary is called across the spectrum that is so cool wow is that <laughs> available anywhere for people to watch uh, no we have um it's going to be a series um and we're working on the first season right now but we did do when COVID hit we did do a COVID series so you can find the COVID series on our youtube channel um pearling place productions which is my production company. And, um, and we do have a Facebook page as well. You can follow us across the spectrum, the doc. So living in Arizona, I've heard a ton of great things about Arizona and a lot of the services um, that are provided socially for kids on the spectrum. So I know we've been talking about a lot of uh, dance classes for girls but i'm a boy mom and i know the level of soccer that jackson plays is something that Jaden is never going to be able to do so i am really curious because i always see you um at baseball with henry and on like epic adventures you guys go everywhere so can you tell me about a little bit about arizona and some of the resources you guys have up worked on or participated in yes um i 
didn't know when um, Henry was diagnosed that Arizona was a good state to be in. Um, so I lucked out there being in Arizona. Um, when Henry was diagnosed, I always hate to admit this, but one of the first things I thought of was I always wanted to be like a baseball mom, a soccer mom. And the first thing I thought of was, is he ever going to be able to play sports? And I was sad about that because I just didn't know. And after starting to film some families, I heard about um, that there's a lot of adaptive sports programs in the Phoenix area. And one of them that um, I heard of was the Miracle League of Arizona. And um, I wasn't sure at first about signing him up. When I first found out about it, he had just turned four. So I wanted to give him like a year. I wasn't I was nervous. I didn't know if he was going to like it. I didn't know anything about it. And so once we signed him up for Miracle League, um, the first day was amazing. Um, he he had a, like a little bit of a meltdown his first day and they kept saying he's doing great. Don't worry about it. Um, he's going to keep keep coming. Um, he's going to do well. And the first day, like right at the first thing they do is they line up on the baselines and they have their buddies and they line up at the baseline for the national anthem. And all the kids were lining up and Henry was running around and wouldn't stand. And I was like, how are these kids lining up? How are they standing still? Um, Henry's running around, doesn't want to be there. Um, and I just felt, I felt kind of deflated a little bit, but um but everyone was great. All of the um, volunteers were great. They're like, he'll make it. Um, within the end of the first season, Henry was one of the first ones to line up on the line. He loves it now. That like, and if we miss the national anthem, he he thinks that he has to like as soon if we get there and it's already gone, he wants to line up. Like we've missed it. Like we have to get there early for the national anthem because that's part of the routine and he likes it. So it's just. Um, amazing and i could talk more about miracle league <laughs> i kind of ramble sorry <laughs> no that's that's amazing i always that's one of the big things that i always notice with my own kid is we have to go back and keep going and keep going and get in a routine they're not going to line up and do these things the first day and that's that's just a piece of this i feel like sometimes makes it hard to participate in things because you have to have that patience to just keep showing up and to just keep making it part of the routine Yes. So for Miracle League, my question is, is the cost of Miracle League comparable to the cost of like a traditional recreational sport? Because what I've been noticing a lot is that when I am inquiring about sports or activities for Jaden, the costs are a lot more than traditional programs. Um, yeah, actually, that's the wonderful thing about Miracle League is that it's um, a nonprofit and um, they, um, at least for Arizona, I, I'm pretty sure that's probably the same for everywhere. But for Arizona, you just make a donation and um, you don't even have to signing up for Miracle League. You don't even have to make a donation. They recommend a $25 donation, but you don't even have to to put that in. So basically Miracle League is free. If um and they they get a lot of 
donors. They have a lot of people around the valley that donate to them. Um, it's pretty amazing. Um, and I absolutely love that. So we always make a donation every time we sign up. But um, if you can't, it doesn't matter. You don't have to pay for it. So that's and a it, wonderful thing about it. It's like mixed ages too, right? Yes. Okay. So it's um, ages four to all the way up through adults. They say four to 99 <laughs> just because they don't. But um, we have, at least in Arizona, we have um, different age groups. So four to six, seven to nine, 10 to 13, 13 to 17, and then 18 and up. So they have different um, leagues and stuff um, all throughout Saturdays, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And also, if the kids are um, more advanced, then they have um, games that actually do the rules and the kids play and there's tournaments. They've got four teams, I think, that play against each other. So um, so for the kids that, that want to, yeah, so the kids that want to do competition, um, they can do that. Like Henry really barely hits the ball. He loves it, but um, I really like that Saturdays are the days where it's just um, come and play and every team hits every team, everyone scores and stuff. So it's pretty amazing. And the, the buddies are volunteers. Um, and I think at 10 years old, you can start volunteering 10 and up. And we've had some amazing 10 year olds volunteer to be buddies. And I just think it's so great. We also have um, here in Arizona, we have the um, spring training. So we've had some of the teams actually come, like the Cubs have come to help out. We had um, a whole bunch of um, college baseball, University of Arizona came, ASU has come to volunteer. I mean, it's amazing. And Henry loves, Henry loves tall guys. So when these big baseball players come, his, his face lights up and he like he just loves it so it's great and also schools uh different high schools and stuff volunteer we've had cheerleaders come from different high schools and volunteer so um it's pretty amazing and i just love it because it's all special needs so you've got kids that have um autism all the way up to like people and kids in wheelchairs walkers it's amazing to see all these kids having fun and seeing the smile on their face it's great um so arizona how have you guys been affected by COVID? have you all schools and your programs and supports for your have that has that all been affected um yes so it was especially at the beginning you know we all went into lockdown um and for um six months we were in lockdown and and Unfortunately, that was right at the start of summer. So that was really hard for us because you couldn't go anywhere. Plus, it's hot. <laughs> so that was really hard. The only thing, Henry Henry does horse therapy. And horse therapy never closed because it was outside and there weren't a lot of people around. So we were lucky because so we were able to go at least once a week somewhere. And Henry was able to leave the house. Um, schools closed until August. Um, and so did most of the therapy um, centers closed until August, but Henry's school did open back up in August and we sent him, I was like, he needs school. He needs 
socialization. He's an only child. <laughs> he needs it. Uh, Miracle League did close down, um, but they did what's called family sessions. So you could rent the, um, you could come in for half an hour and um, with just the family that the child lives with and play. And you'd have the whole Miracle League for um, everything for half an hour, which was, um, that was great. And so they did it, um, you could rent, do, do it once per season. Um, and their seasons are September to November, uh, January to February and March to April. We actually have three, which is nice. Um, and some of the other places like swimming, swimming closed right away um, for a while. And it did open up again, but we didn't send Henry until um, this last fall. Um, and um, I think because Henry also did adaptive skiing, I think that was close. Um, that did open up in December of um, 2020. Um, so I think, yeah, I think things closed. And then Miracle League did open up for kids that and adults that are vaccinated. They opened up in the fall. So Henry couldn't go do Miracle League until he was vaccinated, which he was in November, December. So he was able, he's now doing Miracle League January this month. Um, um, so I'm happy about that, that they are, we're able to play again. And everyone that comes to watch has to be vaccinated and send their cards in. So hopefully though, by the spring or next fall, they'll be able to have everyone come, so. Um, we were, but yeah, it, it, it hurt, it hurt COVID. It definitely hurt us in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. It hurt us in California. I think we were closed pretty one of the longest amounts of time and our kids really, uh, suffered because they really needed that. And it was unfortunate that we, were like shut shut down like there weren't many options like I was taking Jaden on car rides walks around our neighborhood but again it's 110 degrees outside the dog is hot so I'm like walk your dog but the dog doesn't even want to walk so it was it was really hard on us but I want to talk a little bit about um Arizona and um do you see a lot of inclusion opportunities in Arizona? We talked about like the buddies that come in to Miracle League. I love that. I feel like the buddies get as much out of the experience as the kids that they're serving. And I feel like that's how the community grows by uh, having our kids mixed in with typical kids and accommodating their needs but still letting them be with their peers or semi-peers <laughs> yeah i think we do have a lot of um inclusion opportunities um again with miracle league i i feel like if i was if this if miracle league was around when i was a child we, we would have done it and um i would have loved it um seeing the 10 year olds um, 10 year olds, teenagers interact. Henry had the same buddy for three years and she started as a sophomore 
and then graduated high school. So he had to have a new buddy, but she was amazing and was there every Saturday morning to be with Henry, you know, and like, I just like, I, I almost tear up because she didn't have any autism or special needs in her family. She was doing it because she wanted to do it. And that just gets to me like when somebody doesn't have it, isn't affected by it and they want to do it and want to help is was just amazing. And so we do have a lot of inclusions. Henry's going to, to try um, top soccer, which is a special needs soccer next month. And it's also does buddies. Um, so I'm excited about that because I don't know how he's going to do with soccer, but our thing is always like he, I want him to try it once. If he doesn't like it, then we don't have to go back, but I want him to try everything because we don't know what he's going to like. You don't know what he's going to be good at. And it might be scary. It might be, I get nervous taking him because I don't know how he's going to react to it. So, but I always want him to at least try things and you never know. He could be a great soccer player and really pick up on it and love to play. So we're going to try that. So well, I could, I could tell you from my own experience that I signed my kid, my Jackson up because to, for like the tiny tot, cute soccer parent participation. And he's seven years old and being recruited. He's, um, been asked to practice with four teams and try out for all of them in the next two weeks. And I never even knew this existed. And I very innocently was like, oh, it'll be so cute if he kicks the ball. And here we are. (laughs) So you really (laughs) never know what the kids are going to be good at. Did you guys, I know I sent this to Kirby the other day. It's just so funny because it kind of fits here. Did you read that, the Temple Grandin book, Navigating Autism? It just came out last year. No, I haven't read it yet. She wrote the first part of her book. It was actually the preface. She says that um, I'm actually, I actually have a highlight. It says to determine what a child or adult is good at and likes requires exposure to a variety of activities. Today, I'm seeing too many kids who have never been exposed to using tools, playing musical instruments or performing in a play. Right. And I, and I really think about this a lot because I, I expose my kids. I try as many things as we can. If you don't like it, we're not going back because you need to look forward to whatever it is. But if we don't get out there, we don't try, we don't try to do this, we're never going to know what they would be good at. Like, we won't know. Like, you never know. Like, they could be an amazing soccer player. Who knows what my daughter would be good at? I have no <laughs> idea. Unless we try it and we, we show up and yeah. be there. <laughs> I, and it's scary. It is scary. And especially for us, like, you know, our kids, we don't know how they're going to react. And you still think about, like, the looks. Like, even though everybody like especially when you go to the ones that are for special needs everybody is in the same boat as you but you're still nervous like is my child going to be the one that's dropping on the ground and everyone else is is lining up on the on the line and again that was my son but you know everybody was so amazing and Mm -hmm. encouraging and like keep coming back he's doing great um you know, just keep doing it. And, you know, and now he loves, he, but we have Miracle League on his talker and he'll say Miracle League, Miracle League when we're going. So he does, he does love it. And he loves swimming and he loves going to horse therapy. And the one time we tried skiing, um, he loved it and we're trying it this weekend. So again, so I'm excited about that. 
you know, like he does like these activities and he loves to go places. We travel with him. I'm a huge traveler. I've traveled all over the world, been to every continent, 35 countries. And so we've been traveling with Henry, not we we go back to Canada and um, California. My sister lives in California, so we go there. We've gone on a cruise to Alaska. So we've tried these things with him. Um, and he he's a traveler too. He loves hotel rooms. He loves hotel beds. <laughs> My <kid laughs> so I, I'm, was, I'm lucky with that. <laughs> wasn't your weren't you doing a tra- wasn't your original document uh document I can't talk to it documentary going to be about travel or did you do something about travel? Yes, I did. So right okay. before right before Henry was diagnosed, um, I was doing a documentary called got the travel bug and i was interviewing um i was interviewing travel bloggers because this was in 2014 um 2013 2014 and when i traveled it was before you know before social media before facebook and i was like i wish i had this i wish i was able to blog all my stuff the way they did and i we actually did our last trip i got my last continent Right before Henry was diagnosed, we went to Asia with my sister, my niece, and my mom, um, and went to Australia, Japan, and Vietnam for two weeks, um, and uh, it was great. And that was going to be the documentary. And then autism came up, and I realized that that needs to be that's more important than the travel but who knows maybe henry will be my little travel he loves adrenaline um we've tried um i fly he loves i fly oh, we have been there too we've done it too Jaden loves i fly i actually have a little uh video on my website and he they they got us good too they're like would you like to buy extra minutes yeah <laughs> sure i'll spend all my money because he said he was so happy yes and you and you do that when you find something that your child loves you do that and you'll spend the money and you'll do whatever you can to help make them happy like that um i i wasn't sure how but he does love the wind in his face so he loved it and he would do it more and more but we haven't again because of COVID, we haven't gone back but hopefully in the next few months things will get better and we can start doing some of these activities again but yeah he's and he loves roller coasters we've been to disneyland um legoland and he loves them the faster the better (laughs) the same with Jaden, which is the complete opposite of my other son who is won't even go on like the dumbo ride but Jaden will go on anything and everything pirates of the caribbean when he was like two years old that it was really spooky he loved it that was like his favorite thing so it's just amazing when we expose our kids that how surprised we become at the things that they actually can do and love to do yeah so i always tell people like just try it it doesn't hurt to try to go and and try it out you know, you, again, you just never know what your kids are going to love. And if they decide they don't like it, then, I mean, some people will make sure they try the whole season or whatever, but, you know, just try it. You just never know. 
Do you find there's a lot less anxiety when you're trying something that's for special needs kids? I know for me, it's like, it's, it's just so much easier, like emotionally for me to walk into a place and okay, there, these are my people. We're not going to have, I'm not going to have parents yelling at me or, or telling, <laughs> telling me to leave. I feel like it's so much, e it's just so much easier because I know, and I try to like give other parents that feeling when we're at these activities. On um, last week, it was the sweetest thing. Cause my husband is always like telling me how unapproachable I am, and he's like, "You have resting, you know, bitch face." <laughs> and Same. this, this girl, this sweet girl, we were, I was waiting outside the dance studio, and this sweet, this sweet girl um came up to me, and she just gave me a hug. And of course, you know, if a special needs teenager comes up to you and gives you a hug, you're gonna hug them back. Like you're not gonna yeah. reject them. And she was the sweetest girl and her dad is running up to me profusely apologizing. I'm so sorry. And I'm just standing there like, no, I feel so good right now because I'm approachable. And my husband's always telling me that I'm not. So I, I don't know. I'm just, and because and I, I just remember being when I'm in a typical situation, like I, I felt like when Allie was little, I was always having to apologize. I'm so sorry. She's just like running up to people, talking to them, you know, just making herself at home in a, in a on a lap Jayden somewhere. Would, she didn't want to steal people's <laughs> drinks. Like if we were like out anywhere and they had a soda or like a drink in like a soda cup, oh, that was a trigger. He would just like go and try to drink their soda, and I'd have to run so fast behind him, be like, no, no, no. But I agree. I feel like uh, when you're in a community that has a similar. It may not be exact, but it's a similar, you know, day-to-day, -day, similar struggles that you're just, they're just more understanding. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if we could get a quarter of that level of understanding out into public schools, into <laughs> public school after school programs, after school public school extracurricular programs um things like that that we could have success that people automatically are just like no no that's no we can't do that well no, actually for arizona i actually have a question because this is something that drives me nuts so if your your son goes to a special like an autism school right yeah does his home district do anything to include him there or it's just like, okay, see you later. You're going to special school. We're out. Uh, well, what, what we have is the um, empowerment scholarship and um, um, ESA, they call it, but it's the empowerment scholarship. And so what that is, is um, the whatever the public school would pay for your child is what you get. And you can use that for private schools, homeschooling and stuff like that but mm -hmm. but yes kind of if you're in i we have no interaction with our public school at all yeah like henry never went to pub, public school he went to a, a montessori and then once he went to a montessori he was at um a, an aba center which was in the school that he's at now that's why he was able to go to the school he's at because he was at the aba center and then they just moved him up to the school um, so he's never been in public school at all. Um, so I don't really know much about the public school. Okay. Um, but 
we don't have any interaction at all. But I think we could do, I don't know what it is about Special Olympics, but I think we can do the Special Olympics in our city. I don't know. I haven't really looked into the Special Olympics, but that's another thing that's great. If you've got a Special Olympics in your area, they've got so many different sports. Um, so I've been starting to think about looking into Special Olympics because there's a lot more variety of sports yeah. that the kids can do. So um, it's just interesting because like where I am, when you send these kids, because, you know, the public schools will send them to the private schools and then they're just mm -hmm. out of the picture because that's kind of what happened with my our older one. And I'm like, well, then like they try to bring them back. And I'm like, well, they haven't been part of the community. They're not yeah. going to just, and it's been a, an ongoing. Right in, they're not going to just merge right in. And, and yeah, it's just fine. been, it's been years. It's just still not fusing together properly. And um, in out in Arizona, do they have like for your age group sports and things? So I'm noticing where I am. When I, I, I grew up in New York City. So we had all these things in elementary school. New Jersey, I'm like, what is happening here? Like, there's literally no extracurricular anything i'm like what oh there's lots of in arizona there's, there's, um, it feels like maybe it's just where i am it's just there's there's a lot of nothing um i'm like i can't believe i have a kid in a school they, they there was no school plays there was nothing and i'm like oh. it's just so weird because i was doing this stuff and younger than her yeah um no we have i henry has some typical friends that are in cheerleading baseball soccer um you know yeah we only have like different... rec stuff like stuff you have to pay for outside of school oh yeah so i don't know yeah. but in the school i think they have those things i do know that um one of the autism moms i'm friends with her son is in public school and he's um on the cross country team and he's doing great on the cross country team in arizona that's amazing. and yeah, he's that's awesome. he's doing um he's in I should just move He's in eighth grade and he's running with everybody come else. On west. Yes, come on. Come to <laughs> um, the West. But he's on the cross country team and he's doing great. And um my one of the boys in the documentary, um, Brendan, who I'm following, he was in Miracle League at the start. Then he moved up to the competition. Now he's in a regular league as a pitcher in in like for his age group and he's doing great i mean That's he's amazing. he's doing great anyway he's a dancer actor he's and you're in, is he in arizona too he's in arizona yep and he's doing amazing so he was in the miracle league moved to the competition part of the miracle league and now he's and his mom was really nervous gina she's really nervous about it but he's he fit in right in, and he loves to pitch and he's a he's he's a great pitcher, and so it's and he loves sports. He loves dancing, acting, and sports. So he's an all round, really amazing oh all round kid. And he's nine years old, so he's doing really well. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so there's <laughs> there's an example of 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 a child that started in the adaptive program, and now he's in a regular program and stuff so that and that's the nice thing about the adaptive programs is that the kids can learn start learning in a in a great environment that's not competitive and then they can move up and the end goal always is to emerge them yeah and independence and be able to be with everyone else but i like the adaptive programs because we feel safe in those and we feel okay again 
you're always going to apologize for your child, even in a special needs. Like if Henry runs over to somebody, I'm I'm same with that dad that ran over. Like I will apologize, even though everybody else is like, no, it's okay. But that's just part of your nature to do. <laughs> um, but you do feel much more comfortable when you're in an adaptive program and stuff. And I could teach, I love to ski and I could teach Henry to ski, but it's nice to have somebody that knows what they're doing to help him. That's not me, you know? So that's why I'm excited about skiing is that I would love Henry to be able to ski with me, but I'm glad that there's, I can put him in a school, a class and be say and know that he's safe and know that he's okay and know that these people know how to handle him so and a lot of times when you do these adaptive programs you have to fill out all the forms <laughs> and write down exactly why your child is special needs and what at least for the skiing we did um what you know what are the good what are things that will maybe trigger him what are things that we can use to help if there is a meltdown, you know, especially with skiing because they might be one-on-one -on -one and you might not be around. So they need to know what their triggers are and stuff. But I think that's great that they do have these big forms that we can fill out and know that they, they can handle it. So I think that's really important too. And I think it, it depends on the child, the level of comfort, because with Jackson, I'm a lot more comfortable with him, you know, go out on the field, all right? But with Jaden, I just know he needs a lot more support than Jackson. So I think it depends on the need of the child. And I think it's okay that if Jaden belongs here and is going to stay here. Mm -hmm. But I also love how if he is great, has the opportunity to advance and I love how the traditional program that um, Brendan is in now is accommodating his needs. I'm sure there are some accommodations that have to get made, obviously. Mm -hmm. I don't think that they, that he's 100% with no support, no redirection, no, uh, you know, repeating or a visual or a verbal cue. I just feel like um, that whatever organization that said the yes, that he can come, those are, we need more of those because he's pitching great games. Imagine how many other kids could be, you know, successful in whatever sport or dance or theater or music or singing. Yeah. Yes, I, I agree. Uh, it's amazing. And I, I hope that there are more programs out there that will be accommodating and that's the goal right is for them to be accommodating so yes it is hopefully we can make we can make it clearer how to accommodate and modify and that it's not the end of the world to change a little bit to be more inclusive so before we wrap up my last question is what tips do you have for parents that are skeptical or, you know, hesitant to just run out into the community to because they inclusion has been difficult for them in the past? Well, again, I one thing is like to always try it. Know that um, 
these inclusion adaptive programs are there to help your child. They know the type of children that you have, and they are most of them are trained. And if not, they will learn your child and learn the way they are. So you really, it's, I know it's hard to say, don't be worried <laughs> because everybody worries, especially um, the first time, but know that they're, they're there to help your children and they want to be there. It should be the main thing. They want to be there. They want to help your child succeed. They want to see their smiles. They want to see them have fun and they will do whatever they can to make sure that is. And I have a story um, before we go. There's one boy on Henry's um, team and he's been on Henry's team for like three. So Henry's done Miracle League for five years now. And so he's been on his team for like four years. And so the first day back after two years of not doing baseball because of COVID, he was really, this boy was really nervous about going up and hitting the ball. And so everybody was encouraging him, like the whole, everyone watching was clapping for him, like, like cheering him on. And it took him a good 10 minutes to get up there, but everyone waited, everyone cheered him on, nobody skipped him, you know, like they were, they were waiting for him. And once he hit the ball, he was so excited, ran around now, because we've had four for um, Saturdays since then. Now he runs right up. He hits the ball. He's great too. He'll hit the ball the first time all on his own. And he's so excited about it. So, you know, they understand and they will encourage your children. So don't, um, don't worry about trying. Like they're there to help. <laughs> so I love that. And, you know, if you crash and burn, you crash and burn, but you tried. So thank yes. you so much, Rachel, for joining us. Can you just tell everyone real fast where they can um, follow you on social media? Yes, thank you so much. Thank you, Kirby and Laura, for having me. I've enjoyed talking about this. I, I love I love this. Um, you can follow us on Facebook at Across the Spectrum, the Doc, on Instagram um, at Purling Place, um, YouTube, um, Pearling Place Productions, and I do have a TikTok. I don't do it very often, but um, Pearling Place on TikTok as well. Awesome. Great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Please remember that all the opinions you hear on our show, whether from our hosts or guests, are their own. They don't represent anyone else's views or endorsements. So listen in for fun and learning, or remember, it's all up to you how you use it. Thanks for tuning in and joining us on this adventure. Enjoy the show. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Yes Day Inclusion. To leave us a voice message, please use the provided link because we'd love to hear from you.